Hello and welcome to the Fire Podcast. I'm Ryan Rhodes. Thank you so much for tuning in today. On today's episode, how Holy Spirit methodically created a marriage, Jesus appearing as an answer to a seven-year-old's prayer, but how do we stay hungry while our responsibilities grow? Milka is a kingdom-focused wife, mother of two, entrepreneur, friend of Holy Spirit, and co-leader of the fire movement the last eight years. After growing up in Mexico until the age of seven and traveling with her family planting churches, she moved to the United States, and her family led a church. Her story is one of being overwhelmed by the tenderness of Holy Spirit and having that relationship define every other part of her life. This is part two of that conversation. So if you missed part one, you'll want to jump back to episode 26. Uh, That episode, we covered some of her uh, experiences with Holy Spirit, her deep love for Jesus. Uh, That part really uh, has resonated with me even since recording the podcast. So um, I hope you you get a chance to listen to that. If you already heard that in this episode, we are, uh, or this part of the conversation, we are going to cover the questions that you all sent in on Instagram. Uh, So we go through, I picked out 10 of the questions. We weren't able to get to all of them, uh, but she goes through and answers some of them. And at the end, she, uh, we did some ministry time, which was so weighty. Um, And I'm excited to hear the testimonies that come from that. Uh, Also, please share this with your friends, uh, share this podcast, tell people about it, send them the links, uh, post it on social media. This is growing. Uh, we had, uh, even in this time of having a, a slight sabbatical off, uh, we had a new nation added. Um, I forget the total number now, but I think we are uh, in the 20s, I believe, of nations listening, which is pretty incredible. Uh, I might be wrong about that number. It's at least in the teens, um, but I think it's in the 20s. That's incredible. You guys are doing uh, such a great job about sharing. So please continue to do that. And also, thank you everyone who is supporting us. If this if this ministry or this podcast has impacted you in any way, please consider sowing either one time or monthly. You can go to firemovement.com/support. There you can choose to to monthly or one time. And uh, last thing, please rate us on any podcast app you're using, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever whatever you might be using. That helps us come up higher. If you follow, subscribe, and you actually leave a review about the podcast, it'll raise raise us up in the search results so people will find us easier. Um, So most people don't know that. It does not go by the actual name of the podcast. You can type in the, the accurate name and still not find it at the top of the results. Uh, because it is looking for the most listened to, the most reviewed, and the most subscribed podcasts. So please help us accomplish that. And now for a quick sponsor segment, and then we'll jump into our interview with my wife, Milka Rhodes. Religion loves Jesus the teacher, is even okay with Jesus the prophet. Religion is not okay with Jesus, the breaker of bondage, the transformer of hearts, the savior of nations. Because the real Jesus is the anointed one. He doesn't just have good teachings. He is the, the breaker of bondage. He will transform you. You gotta go after knowing him more. He's worth it. He's worth, he's worth your time. He's worth your life. And there's, there's nothing, this, this city, this nation, the nations of the world, 
are not going to be transformed by a satisfied people. They're going to be transformed by lovesick warriors. Because if he's for us, who can be against us? If the king of the universe and all of his goodness, all of his backing, if all of heaven is for you, is standing behind you, supporting you, how, how could anything succeed against you? How could you fail? We could, we could change the world. That's not just a fun phrase. If you'll give your life to this thing, to the real thing, if you'll find the real Jesus, the one who burns with eyes of fire, if you'll get a real hunger in your belly and you don't let anything else stop you, and if you'll, if you'll align yourself with who you are as a son or daughter of God, there is nothing that can stop you. This is the Fire Podcast. Um, before I get into these, I actually, one of my primary focuses with, and one of the reasons I was excited to have you on is I think that it's easy for the world to like, from the outside to pigeonhole you and even those who know you to pigeonhole you into um, being a mother and wife and focusing on, on marriage and family. Um, and those are good, important things, and I totally understand why people ask those questions. They're good questions. They're good things to talk about, and I'm glad we spent some time on that. Um, but there's so much more, and I feel like women, especially Christian women, it's always like they just get kind of pigeonholed into that, those mm-hmm. those elements. Um, and there's a whole side of you that the rest of the world hasn't really gotten a, a view of, and I was hoping... My, my hope with this this episode and there are, there will need to be more in the future but like is to allow the world to see more of who you are beyond just i mean you're an amazing wife an amazing mother mm-hmm. um thank you babe yeah it's mother's day i have to say no i'm just kidding <laughs> uh mother's day is tomorrow when we're recording this so anyways this is not it was not planned to have her on mother's day weekend uh, that's not some kind of cheesy thing I planned out. It's just how it worked out. Um, anyways, but no, you are. And But I've also watched because in Columbus, without kids, it was, it was different. And we were driving something else. Um, mm-hmm. And God was moving in a powerful way. Um, and then we came here and it was a lot of, hey, rest, heal, have, have a family. Like we came right. out here, you were pregnant. And then it was like, we did that and, you know, kind of settled into living in a new place and God started teaching us new things. And then here more recently, God's like awakened you again to like, Hey, you're not just a good mom and a good wife. Like that's, that's awesome. That's part of who you are. There's Mm -hmm. more. Um, yeah, I don't even know what my question is exactly, but like, I want to bring out some of that. What has happened to you before we get into these rapid fire questions? Like what has happened to you recently um, where God's begin to awaken the more of who you are um, more than your traditional roles. I think it's really easy uh, when you become a mother um, specifically to settle into the everyday routine of being a mom and getting caught up in it. And sometimes it's easy to hide behind that. Um, and I say that because I feel like in a way I started to hide behind it. Um, And what I mean by that is I was still pursuing the Lord, of course, but it's really easy to do great at mothering and see that as your success and see that as, 
oh, I did great there. Woohoo. Like, I, I don't need to do more. Um, and this, this is already a big enough thing to do and take care of. And so um, for me, it started uh, last summer. Um, it, it started in the spring, but last summer is when God really just like put a fire under me and was like, get going. Um, basically, you know, he just started to, I, I started to have dreams. He started to just kind of remind me um, as I would read the word. And I started going back and reading old journals of mine just to see the things that I was like journaling about and realizing, man, that is who I am. Like, how did I forget that girl? Um, and so going back and seeing those things and then also getting myself out of my everyday routine by going to the ocean and things like that and just like hearing God's voice out there outside of the everyday thing. Um, that really helped a lot as well. Uh, but basically, you know, I've always had a heart for intercession. Um, I've always had a heart for the prophetic. And those were things that I felt like God just began to really stir within me. But then he started giving me more. Um, and what I say, what I mean by saying that is, he started putting like this really deep desire in my heart for women and children, which I've always had, but in a different way, um, where he's given me like different things that I know I will be stepping into um, in the future. But one of them is, you know, I, I just have a heart to fight sex trafficking. Um, that's one of them that just man hmm. yeah so I have a heart for that and the other is to just like pray for the city I never thought I would be one of those people that's like I have a heart for the city <laughs> I have a heart for the nation and what I mean by that it's like of course I have a heart for the city and the nation but I never thought I would be one to like want to go for it in the sense that like let's go and take it and like really do something about it I always thought I would be the one like supporting the people that do that and be like yeah go for it I'm here with you um and God's like no <laughs> no like you are you are gonna run with those people and so that's been something else and there have been quite a few things that have just like been coming up in the last few months that I've been like God how will I ever do that and um you know, it all came down to the fact that I told God, I basically gave him my yes. And I said, I'm letting go of all fears. I'm letting go of all expectations I have for myself and my walk with you and what my season is supposed to look like as a mom. Um, because, you know, some nights I'm really exhausted and I'm like, I can't do anything else outside of being a mom. And God's like, that's not true. And so you know, I'm like, okay, if, if he wants me to do more, then he will give me the grace and he will give me the energy and the strategy to get it done. And so I feel like a lot of it has, um, has played into, into that, into him just like pulling me out of hiding behind motherhood and saying like, Hey, listen, I have some things to say to you and revealing them to me in the secret place. So, hmm. Yeah. Does that answer your question? 
Yeah, I didn't have a question. Uh, <laughs> I just I I think that needs to be heard because I think um, everyone should go listen to Chris Valentin's it's his newest message. Uh, I should have looked it up. I just thought of this. He had a recent message. Um, uh, let me responsibility of reformation. Uh, mm-hmm. It's incredible, but his focus in that is oftentimes people like he uses the minas and the talents um but you know the minas they steward money well that they're given from their master and in return they're given cities and he's like i want to point out the focus is not they steward money well so they get more money and he's like they steward money well so they're given responsibility over cities Mm. and he said you know a lot of times christians want to avoid that especially american christians like we have this idea of uh of an um, it's an americanized or american christianity version of reward from the lord where it's like oh my life will be easier oh i'll have more vacations oh you know like i'll have more Mm -hmm. money and like god blesses us he does those things he wants you to take vacations with your family that's like it's great but he gives us more responsibility and i and and his point was like a lot of times god rewards faithfulness brings along responsibility and then people run from it because they don't want to have to do more and um and i feel like we're in one of those seasons where like there's been so much uh faithfulness and now like god's like hey i've got this other stuff and now it's it really is that that like okay god how do we how do we do this you're asking us like you're asking us to take up more responsibility and you're you're turning this stuff over to us, like carrying a burden for a city or a nation or nations, uh, while also trying to raise up world changing kids and have a household and run businesses. And it's like it, you know you're just stacking up the stuff, and without the grace of God, it's it's uh, it'll all collapse mm-hmm. um, unless you're a certain personality. And some people can really run with that stuff and not have God in it at all, which is kind of scary, but. Um, for us, at least, I know I can't do it. <laughs> I like how you subtly put that in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I, I've been excited because I, I think there's that this like apostolic prophetic blend to who you are, and that piece of who you are is been seen by few people, um, very few, but it's there, and I feel like that's emerging, and that's really exciting uh, mm. to me because. Um, I think the world needs that and the world needs to see that that's possible. I, I think that there's, there have been women that have shown that, but like there's a lot of women who get in ministry and they really, like I said, they get pigeonholed into, well, you can only speak about family and kids or you can only go speak at women's conferences. Um, and right. it's like, that's awesome and all, but we need to see women who take on bigger things and, and, yes. and that don't just get like, okay, well, I'm raising my kids. So this is the season of my life. Like maybe that is the season of your life. Um, but maybe you do, you do so well with that, that God brings some of the neighborhood kids over to your house regularly. And now you're mothering them <laughs> through just how you treat these kids, you know, yeah. like, and he's like, Hey, I'm going to trust you with giving these kids snacks and believing in them and loving mm-hmm. them because their home life is awful. You know, it's like God will start to to build that up, but we can really move away from that because we're like, no, I just like, this is overwhelming enough for me. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it's easy to do that. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, let's move into, so I, I, I'm saying rapid fire over and over again, but it's because you give long explanations (laughs) of things. 
uh, which, I do. which you can do, but I would, <laughs> I would encourage you try to do these. Um, most of these we've hit elements on. That's so nice of you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm your husband. I can say that. So, um, anyways, uh, I would just encourage you to answer these as like in a, in a short form, like just a few sentences, if you can, if you feel like you need to go into more, like totally be led uh, okay. and do that. But I think most of these you can even point back to like what you said and like maybe mm-hmm. expound upon it for a little bit because a lot of them you've basically answered. Okay. Um, so it's 10 questions and we'll just move through them. Uh, first one, hardest part of moving to the P&W? Oh, I, yeah. Uh... you really want to start there was was that tongues (laughs) um mm. there was a lot a lot that was really hard moving out here what's the hardest part the hardest part would have to be um starting over with without a bigger community Mm. That yeah. was pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, two, advice for moms and their relationship with God. You've hit a lot of this, but anything, a couple sentences that you'd give them? Um, yeah, you can still be a powerful woman of God and be a mama. Like, just because you're a mom, it doesn't mean that, um, that that's, that's it. You can still heal people you can still raise people from the dead you can still uh you know lay hands on people for them to encounter the lord you can still have deep personal powerful life-changing encounters yourself and you can pray those things over your kids and your family you can still be a fiery intercessor you can do so many things you can still be a businesswoman like yeah i just want to speak that over the women listening that feel like they are just they're stuck or um like they can't do more you can there you go it's really good <laughs> and you don't have to be on a stage to do it that's right um who's your daughter's favorite prophet <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh obadiah no shade justin no shade that is uh justin allen who my daughter loves and okay by the way i have to tell this story so i got i got my sunglasses today 11.99 on amazon (laughs) and uh they are instead of fendi they're fadoo something like that uh sunglasses and uh, anyways, so I get them, I unpackage them. I was making a big deal about it because they're eleven ninety nine, but it was like this fancy packaging, mm-hmm. but not really. <laughs> and uh, anyways, then she's like, are those Justin's sunglasses? <laughs> like everything is always Justin's. If she sees anything, it's always Justin's. And then like our that's my cute. office has a bed in it and that's where Justin stayed when he was here. And, and I'll, I was like laying in the bed and she's like, that's Justin's bed. <laughs> So I'm like, well, we got Justin a bed for the prophet. home here. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. She loves him. Yeah. Um, 
for uh, number four is what are you reading or listening to right now? And I have to add other than the fire podcast, because I'm sure you're listening to every episode. Oh, I have. So I'm also listening to Havila Cunnington, um, her podcast. I like that a lot. Um, I listen to Chris Ballatin, all of his stuff. And uh, who else was I listening to the other day? Oh, um, what is her name? Abby? Abby Stumble? Abby yes. Stumble? Abby Stumble. Oh my nice. Okay, I like listening to her too. Um, what am I reading in the Bible or just in general? What are you reading? Well, I'm reading Genesis right now. It's a lot of drama going on there. <laughs> no, no spoilers for somebody's mama <laughs> a lot of drama with jacob and you know you know how all of that goes he married no the wrong spoiler. woman then married rachel you know spoiler anyway alert. Come on. <laughs> it's a lot of drama so reading that and then i'm also i mean i read you know child development books a lot and so there's that but i'm also reading um, it's called Walking on Water, and it's a book for creatives. So if you write um, or paint or whatever, anything creative, I, I think every person needs to read this book. But it's it's who's about it by, Milka? Um, who's it by? Yeah, her name, her last name is Langle. I forgot her first. Madeline, Madeline Langle. Uh, she wrote oh, the. Okay. She wrote that book. That's really popular. um remember we watched that movie they made a movie on it and it was really weird oprah was in it yeah i remember what you're talking about it's like wrinkle in time yeah Yeah, wrinkle in time she wrote that book okay so she's she wrote walking on water and didn't nick tell you about this book yes nick hawthorne told me about it and it's so good desire the nation's podcast shout out (laughs) thank you nicholas um but yeah so it's such a good book it just it brings you back to your childhood and just how you dreamt as a child and it it just yeah it's you just have to read it so if you're creative even if you're not just read it it's a good one awesome uh what was that number five how was transitioning into motherhood it was actually not as hard as I thought it would be. Um, but I, I, I say that because I was a nanny for quite a few years. Um, my mom was a nanny growing up, so I was always around kids. So I have a pretty good amount of experience with kids. And um, also I had a like an awesome community around the time that Sophia was born. And it was, yeah, they made it so much easier on us and we were very blessed um yeah it just didn't seem that hard Sophia was a really good baby too so yeah and Aiden is too Aiden is also just different having a toddler (laughs) very different (laughs) Aiden is really easy but Sophia um she's she's awesome she just has so much energy today we were out and by the time we left her feet the bottoms of her feet were completely black because <laughs> she had taken her shoes off and was running around in the dirt. She was crawling under the fence and getting on the other side of this fence. And her clothes were covered in dirt. Yeah. And it was all while we were just trying to eat. 
<laughs> so. Amazing. Yeah. Anyway, she's a wild little kid, and I love it. Um, number six, do you ever feel guilty hiding your mid-task, your mid-task snacking from Sophia? <laughs> um, no. No, I don't, because... The girl gets so many snacks. I mean, <laughs> we always leave a snack in her room so she can go in there and eat it at any point after her naps or after she wakes up in the morning. Um, but it's actually really annoying when I just want to have one cookie and she just will not just let me eat a cookie. So I have to hide and it's worth it. I don't feel guilty. Yeah, and this is a reference to a video she posted today. You post on your stories of you grabbing a snack as quickly as you can before Sophia sees. Yeah. Which is really real. It's so real. Especially the letters or alphabet cookies from That's what I was eating. Yeah. I was eating her letter cookies. They're so good. And we go in there to get them. But she hears that box and she's like, letters? (laughs) Letras? Yeah, she says in Spanish. It's so funny. Okay. Um... What music do you listen to for stirring yourself up? And this was Avery. He specifically said to get you in, what did he say, in war mode? Oh. He said war mode or uh, just stupid Instagram. It just left it. Um, war mode or the zone? <laughs> warrior, <laughs> warrior mode or the zone? What music do you listen to? I just have... A playlist of different things so I don't really have like one specific artist um, but I like that song uh, Storm Around You is that what it's called? John Thurlow, oh, John Thurlow yeah. oh my gosh yeah. that song that song so stirs good. me up because I was reading Revelation when I first heard that song and I was like oh my gosh this is just <laughs> they pair together really well because it's about Revelation but <laughs> but anyway, yes, um, I like that song. And uh, it's called Heaven Song by, um, I think it's by Bethel, actually. It, it's talking about, like, everyone cries holy or something. I don't know. It's a really good one. I have a list. Could I share that somewhere or something? Spotify? Yeah, you could. Yeah, I have a Spotify list. Yeah, I mean, you could send it directly to him, or you could put it. Yeah, when, I'll I, send... when I post this, you could put it too. Okay, okay, I'll do that. And then, I mean, I have a lot of songs on Tribal though, that are not available on Spotify. Mm. Yeah, so. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Avery, if you don't have Tribal. Uh, they could follow you on Spotify then, I guess. Um. At the end, I always ask for like how people can follow you so you can share your Spotify. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's my private thing. <laughs> well, we make it private. You don't have to make all of it public. Anyways, number eight. Um, how do you keep yourself in a place of holiness? Oh, um, I'll, I'll I'll define this too. Like holiness, okay. like holiness meaning not in the religious way, but holiness meaning it's setting yourself apart for something greater. Yeah. Well, um, every night, um, you know, when I'm laying there in bed, I always talk to the Lord, and I always ask Him to search my heart. Um, 
and to show me if there are any things in my heart. I mean, I do that every day, but I feel like at night is a it's a very important time for me to do that, especially before I'm about to close my eyes to dream <laughs> because <laughs> because I want my heart to be in a good place that whenever I have dreams, I wake up with my heart in a good place um, and that I'm viewing my dreams from that place of a, a clean heart that's aligned with the Lord. Um, but yeah, I would say every night, that's what I do. I just, I ask God to show me if there's anything that I've done that didn't please him that day, because I I want to make sure that I'm bringing pleasure to the Lord and that I did things right. And I mean, there are times when I'm laying there and I can think of things that I'm like, man, I could have just kept my mouth shut in this instance. I could have just not done that. Um, and those are times when God doesn't cover me in in shame. He covers me with so much love. And a lot of times he brings revelation in those moments on how to do things better and how to love better. Um, And one of the big things I've been praying, which Chris Vallotton talks about in his message, is that people, you know, ask God for patience, but that we shouldn't ask God for patience. We should ask God for love because when you have great Mm -hmm. love for someone you have patience with them and so that's been my constant prayer for you know like my family my kids my husband um but also like my friends my family people that i meet for god to just give me so much love for them that all i can do is have patience with them um and so anyway i know that went a different way but that is a lot of it is just asking God to expose my heart, to shed light on any dark places because I I want to be seen as holy before him. Um, and I want my, my worship and my prayers to be pure and to actually release a fragrance that heaven, like it reaches heaven, you know? You know how Revelation 5 talks about that, that... Um, the fragrance of the lovers of God, like like there's a bowl in heaven filled with those prayers. I want my prayers to be in that bowl. And so like that's that's the type of thing that I focus on and pray at night. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Number nine. In five words or less, what will your legacy be? No, I'm kidding about the five words or less. What will your legacy be? Um, that song <laughs> by Stephanie Kretzinger. <laughs> so your, earlier. your tombstone will just say she really liked that song by, <laughs> by Stephanie Kretzinger. No one ever cared That's for me like That's literally five words, Jesus. by the way. <laughs> it really is. Wow. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. That song. Uh, yeah. I just want to be remembered for loving Jesus and Yes, I of course I want to do great things on earth. Of course I want to, you know, impact the sex trafficking industry and destroy it. Of course, you know, I want to do so many things um, and I have a lot of dreams. But at the end of the day, I want the biggest thing to be remembered by is the fact that I minister to Jesus every day of my life. Every day of my life, I poured myself out to him mm. and and that I taught others to do the same just by me doing that out of 
me being me and yeah that's it that's good yeah last question what do you feel about this season what wait what do you mean by what, that what what are you feeling about this season of life like broader broader word i think i, I don't think this is specific to you but like mm. what do you feel like god's doing right now Um, the word that immediately comes to my mind is restructure. Um, he's restructuring things like he's deconstructing a lot to restruct the things that were supposed to be a certain, like in a kingdom way, the things, the things that were supposed to be built on him, he has that were not, he's has deconstructed and now it's time for those things to come together um and that was the immediate thing that i got um yeah there's a lot of that and then i feel like in last year a lot of things were exposed um good and bad um but i i feel like this year there there will be more things exposed but i think more of what will be exposed is those that are like the lovers of God that are hungry. Like mm -hmm. they're going to be brought out for people to see. And like God is calling those people forth um, for his glory. Like it's time for his glory to be displayed in a greater measure. And it's not that God's not moving on earth and it's not that things aren't happening on earth. There's a lot happening that people are not aware of. Um, but there's just going to be a greater revelation of it to the people. I don't really know how to put it more clearly, but yeah. Yeah, that's good. Well, that's the 10 rapid fire questions. Vince, did you have anything before I start to land it? Uh, yeah, one more question. Uh, we didn't get into this topic at all. So, um, and Ryan actually brought it up uh, when we were just talking a little bit before this um but being raised the way that you were can you just briefly answer like what did missionaries foreign missionaries coming to mexico mean to you oh that meant the world it meant the world that um they came to the area that we were living in, I remember we were very excited to see them there. They brought us clothes and everything. And it was really cool because that is how my dad, basically these Americans came with this one Hispanic pastor. And um, they came to our small town, met my dad. My dad like helped, you know, connect them to different people and all of that. Um, and this hispanic pastor really clicked with my dad and he had been looking for a pastor for his church to like help him run this church or whatever and he uh he said to my dad you know what do you think about moving to the u.s you know and helping me with this church and i mean if anyone invites you to the u.s and you're in mexico in a small town that's a really big deal it's like it never happens um, and so my dad was like, I need to pray. I need to talk to the Lord about it. And um, my dad didn't jump on the idea. He he prayed about it. 
but I just remember that being such a life-changing thing to us. Like it really impacted us, the fact that people took time out of their lives, their comfortable lives to come into our small town and bring us clothes and bring us food and bring us things that we needed um, and really blessed us. And I remember my mom saying that when I was like really, really small, I I don't know if I was like one or two years old, but she said that missionaries went to another town that her and my dad were in and they brought them clothes. And she said that in the bag, there was an American flag. And, um, And she was like, yeah, I kept the American flag because I felt like God told me to. And she said, but I never understood the reason for it until we got invited to move to the U.S. I realized that that was God giving me a promise that that's what was going to happen in the future and to hold on to it. And so I did. And so I thought that was really cool. I was like, what? Because those were different missionaries, like not connected to these that came when when I was um, around six. So, yeah, that's it meant a lot to us, to our family. Yeah, it's so cool. I, I like to, um, I've had her share that before with trips where we're going to Central America and stuff. We're leading a group of people that are going that have either never done missions or even if they have, I think that's just good to hear from somebody who is actually impacted uh, by short-term missionaries mm-hmm. coming and visiting. Um, and I, I think it's really easy to... Um, to think, oh, I'm just playing with some kids, or oh, we're, you know, just praying for these people in this village, and you know, it's like you never know. Like here we are, you know, 50 years. You're what, 50, 52? Uh, <laughs> the age literally got bigger. Adding... <laughs> Stop this, adding years. <laughs> I'm adding decades at this point. Um, you know, but all these years later, and it's like here you are in America with kids, and like. You know, we're doing some things that are influential um, and you just never know like the impact that 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 has um, that even all these years later like that still stands out to you so it's just an encouragement to missionaries going yes. it's like, don't you know sometimes we can get focused on the wrong things or think that there, certain things are more impactful mm-hmm. than others and you just never know who you're talking to or what that person in front of you is gonna become or how God's gonna use them So, um, I'm going to ask you the question uh, we ask everyone, and I didn't warn you, but you you listen to every podcast, so you should... I know what you're going to ask me. Yeah, and you can... I'm I'm stealing this from Nick, but when he asked, in his podcast, when he asked the question, they say, oh, you can speak to your season. I think that's a good way of saying it, is like... um, and his, his question is different, but for, for our question, you can speak out of where you're at in, okay. in this season. But if all of humanity was listening to you right now, um, and I, I want you to speak directly to them, don't speak to Vince or I, but speak directly to them. If all of humanity was listening right now, you never know who's going to stumble upon this later on years down the road and hear this, and this could speak great to them. Um, what would you say? What, what do you have to say to them? Okay. Yeah. So I want to speak to everyone that's been walking around life with 
a hole within that you can't fill. That hole that that you try to fill with other people's love and affection, with drugs, with clothes, with money. And at the end of the day, you go back to your room and you lay in bed wondering why you still have that void within, that very deep void that you can't seem to get rid of. And I just, I want to say to you that the only one who can fill it is the one who created you. And it's Jesus. And he's been calling you. He's been drawing your heart every day since the day that you were born in many different ways and forms. And those small little signs, those small things that you thought were him, that you thought something in the universe is probably trying to get my attention. Yes, it's Jesus. Yes, it's him. And he's waiting. And it's very simple. It's very simple to connect with him. It's very simple to come into a relationship with him. You simply have to give him your yes. And and I speak also to those who, who know Jesus and who still feel like there is a disconnect. And I just encourage you, I encourage you to seek him in the scriptures. Seek him in the scriptures because that's where you, you will really know who he is. Don't seek him in someone else's relationship. Don't seek him in, you know, just searching for more messages, more, you know, podcast sermons, whatever. Get, get yourself in the word. That is so important. It's so important. And if, you know, if you seek him, you will find him. I've said that, I said this earlier, but it's the truth. And he's waiting. <laughs> and he's not just waiting for you to find him. He's waiting to find, for him to like find you and for him to know you. Um, because you don't just want to know about Jesus. You want to be known by Jesus. So when you get to heaven that day, and, you know, he sees you, he looks at you and he says, I know you. I know your name. I know who you are. And you've been known by me. And he doesn't look at you and say, depart from me, for I never knew you. That's the worst thing anyone wants to hear. Um, but he's waiting for you. And he's waiting to embrace you and he's waiting to encounter you. So, yeah, get before him. And get before his feet and worship him and minister to him. Yep. That's so good. So good. Awesome. Vince, do you have anything else before I... You know, I know that contextually this is different, but I just came back to it. I was uh, walking earlier, saw the Bible, saw my Bible mm-hmm. on the mantle, and I never bring my Bible like when we're doing stuff like this. So this is kind of an anomaly. But um, I like looked at my Bible and I heard Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, mm. which is like commonly quoted all over the world. Um, but just kind of want to read it to you. Um, would love to just hear like the first thought that pops to your head and then we can kind of land 
Um, it says, you know, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. And then it goes on, actually. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I've driven you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back from, to the place from where I sent you in the exile. What I want, what I thought immediately with that is, um, I actually thought about this earlier when I was praying about being on the podcast and I was like, God, I don't know that I want to mention that. Um, but <laughs> hearing you brings it back again. So for those listening, I feel like there, there's someone listening who you went through a traumatic experience where God wants to restore things that were lost. And what I mean by that is um, it could be something similar to this, and, and I'm just going to share. So when I walked away from the Lord, there were things that I went through that there was a time when I walked away from the Lord, and then I came back. Um, when I was a teenager, I walked away. And so during that time, there were things that happened in my life that I didn't have to go through, but I went through them because I walked away. And um, basically, uh, I almost got raped by two guys at a party. And it was a very traumatic experience. And I carried that for a long time. And I carried shame because I knew that that happened to me because I walked away. And because I lied to my parents about where I was and I went to that party. And so I just want to speak to whoever is listening that this is for. And I just, yeah, I just want to pray for the shame that you carry uh, with any decision that you made outside of, um, you know, out of, out of that place where you walked away from the Lord and I just, I bind that shame in the name of Jesus. I bind it. I bind it and I just break it off of you right now. Yeah, I say be free. Be free. You are forgiven. And the Lord's love covers you. Holy Spirit, I just invite you to wrap yourself so powerfully around those listening that need this right now. Wrap yourself around them and bring wholeness and restoration where things were stolen, where things were broken. Bring wholeness and restoration. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you because you paid for this. Jesus paid for this. He paid for you to not carry shame. He, car- he paid for you to carry joy, to carry peace. So I pray that over you right now, that the tangible peace of heaven would rest on you. I invite you to put your hand on your head. For those who have been experiencing anxiety, um, put your hand on your head. Yeah, and I just invite the weighty peace of heaven right now. The weighty peace of heaven. Come and rest right now. 
Weighty, 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 weighty piece of heaven. Weighty piece of heaven. Rest, rest. Yeah, give him more, Holy Ghost. Give him more. Joy, joy, joy in this season over you. Joy in this season over you. Joy, joy. In Jesus' name. So good. Hmm. So good. Um, I keep I keep thinking about um for one, Vince, just so you know, our AirPods just died, so we can't hear you. <laughs> um, but we're going to keep going. Um, when you were telling that, didn't you have a, a period of time after that that you kept feeling like driving in oncoming traffic? Yes, was that I was whole suicidal. Thing? And then wasn't there something like a little a little girl, or a, but it was really an old woman that would appear that appeared in your room or something? Yes, she. Uh, it was a demon appeared in my room. It was an, oh, a woman with a gun um, pointing at her head, and she kept uh, trying to hand the gun to me. Yeah, this, the demon of suicide, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kept having that go through my head. And then there's that story, um, because one of, the, one of the stories I told Vince that I wanted you to, to share, um, which we never really got to, was the you pulling over for that lady. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you'd be open to, to praying uh, or to sharing that story real quick, but just praying, um, just breaking off suicidal thoughts off of people too. Cause I feel like that, that was really being highlighted to me. Yeah. Um, so I was driving home from one of my classes. It was a night class and it was around nine thirty, ten 10 PM. And as I'm driving home, I see this woman standing on the side of the road. She was an older woman, maybe in her 50s or 60s. And uh, I looked over at her. She was standing on the curb. I didn't think nothing of it. I just kept driving. And Holy Spirit told me, stop, go back. And I thought to myself, there's no way that's Holy Spirit. It's pretty late right now. I need to get home. And I mean, that part of the neighbor, that part of town was also a little shady. So I just kept going. And the farther I got, the more I felt like, like this urgency within. My heart was starting to beat really fast. And I just felt like, oh my gosh, I can't keep driving away from this woman. So I turned around and I drove as fast as I could to get to her. And I pulled into... Um, there was a parking lot right next to where she was standing. So I pulled in and put my window down and I said, hey. And so she turns and starts walking over to me and she goes, are you an angel? And I said, no. And I was like, do you need a ride? And she said, you're an angel. And I said, no, I'm not an angel. Do you need a ride? And she said, well, what just happened is I I was about to commit suicide. I was going to run into the middle of the road. And she said, but I said to God, if you're real, send someone to stop me. And you pulled in. And I was, I, I didn't know what to say to her because I was like, wait, what? Um, that's what's happening right now. 
and I was blown away and I, I clarified to her because she kept saying I was an angel and I said, I promise you I'm not an angel. I, let me just give you a ride home. Um, and so I, I ended up giving her a ride, but you know, God puts you in situations like this when you least expect it. Um, he puts you before people who are ready to end their lives at times and I was one of those people. And so for, and, and a lot of people don't know this because I, I haven't really shared this with many people. Um, so for God to use me to get someone out of a situation like that, if you are suicidal, man, like, do you know how many people are, their lives are going to be impacted by yours, by you remaining on this earth? Like that's what the enemy does not want for you. And so yeah, I just pray for those of you who have been encountering um, demonic spirits and who, you know, torment and who have had these thoughts of suicide, these desires of suicide, these images, visions, dreams. I pray against that right now and I bind it in Jesus' name. And I say tonight that ends, it breaks. It breaks tonight. No more of that. No more of that. Yeah, I just speak peace over your mind. I speak peace over your mind. Yeah. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Burn away every demonic image in their head. Every demonic image that keeps playing over and over. In Jesus' name. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Peace of heaven, peace of heaven, weighty, tangible peace, purifying peace, purifying peace. Come and rest, come and rest, come and press down on them and crush every demonic thing right now. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Hmm. Amen. Amen. That's good, babe. Thank you. Um, so if if people would like to follow you on the interwebs, <laughs> uh, how would they do that? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Milka Rhodes, Milka, M-I-L-C-A, Rhodes, R-H-O-D-E-S. <laughs> Why'd you pause like that? Did you forget? No. <laughs> I was wondering if I had to spell it because this is your podcast. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's basically it. Cause I don't really get on Facebook much. It's just kind of there. <laughs> yeah. You don't have a Facebook, right? <laughs> Anyways. Um, awesome. Awesome. Well, if, uh, if this podcast has impacted you at all, please, uh, send us a, a DM at, in, uh, at encounter fire on Instagram uh, or send find me send me something send her something um but let us know how this how this has impacted you um how god has used this also um if the if this podcast or our ministry has impacted you in any way um please consider doing a one-time or monthly gift you can go to firemovement.com slash support and it'll allow you to choose one time or monthly um and that just helps us grow the podcast and grow what we're doing um 
also please I, I just ask you know you probably heard this this and it stirred you it stirred you with more hunger mm-hmm. um, think about who are the people who need to hear this and just right now the podcast we're at the end just stop and send it to those people um, so that this can get out and the people who need to hear it can hear it um, that's super helpful um, for us getting this out but it's even more helpful to them like people need to hear this message they need to hear uh, and have hunger stirred in them which is the whole focus of this podcast so please do that um, but for now this has been the fire podcast <laughs>